0: Hello, everybody. My name is Samir Azizi, and you're listening to Azizi Podcast. My guest today is Calvin Cooper. This is his second time on the podcast, and I'm very, very excited to speak with him. He is a GM head of Ground Floor Labs, and he's also an advisor for EIR. This is a White House initiative, and for details, please listen to this episode. All right, I hope you will enjoy it, and don't forget to subscribe, like, and of course, tell your friends. let's go. All right, everybody. Thanks uh, to, for tuning in easy Azizi Podcast, Uh with me today for the second time. Uh, Mr. Calvin Cooper, uh, really, really, really excited to talk to you. I know there's been a lot of stuff going on. How are you, sir? I am doing great. It's
1: really a pleasure to catch up. You were just saying uh, our last conversation was October of last year. It's crazy how time flies. Yeah
0: yeah yeah more than a year ago and mm-hmm. you know what a different world that was in terms of the industry where you know everything was in terms of web3 and crypto and uh you know the startup world of that that was pre-ai that was pre-chat gpt like nothing was happening like that so um things are changing really quickly so i really want to catch up with you and and see where you are right now i've seen a lot of updates on your life on LinkedIn, and I just wanted to kind of check in and ask, you know, what's been going on lately?
1: Man, the world's been crazy in tech. So a lot of founders, if you got a founder friend, man, you might want to just text them and give them, show show them some love, ask them how they're doing. It's been a wild market. Like um, if if you think about where we were pre-2022, pre-June 2022, we were in a bull market, Times were good. Um, It was there was a lot more liquidity in the market. And so we were in the fun times and post June 2022 last year. It was been really challenging for a lot of founders out there, a lot of people out there, but especially um, tech founders and people in real estate. Um, People have had to make make a lot of tough decisions.
0: Absolutely, and uh, last time we spoke, you were spearheading the Rove Project, and we talked a lot about real estate and tokenization. And I just wanted—I've seen—I've seen some announcements that were exciting as well. And I just wanted to kind of check in with you about that. Where where is the project now, and what was what's been happening?
1: Yeah, it might be good to like zoom out a little bit. So for those who didn't get the background in the in the context in the last conversation, so Calvin Cooper, but most people call me Cooper, um, especially post this year and. Um, I'm a former VC out of the Midwest, helped raise a $50 million fund, learned from the partners and founders there, um, was really fortunate to ride shotgun as we raised fund to and then helped deploy the fund, um, ultimately leading deals and just as I was making partner I quit to found Rove. And Roe was a real estate fintech business, really democratizing access for people to invest in and own the places that we live, work and play. And I really believe in democratizing access to capitalism. I, I'm a capitalist. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting because my dad was a, a communist philosophy professor. Interesting, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Yeah, I am a capitalist and I believe the solution to, to capitalism's problems and wealth inequality is more wealth more capitalism, more participation in the abundance um, that that is that is produced in our society. And most of that abundance or can be traced back to entrepreneurs, people who saw a vision. And even the founders of, of America were entrepreneurial. Entrepreneur many of them were entrepreneurs um, in enterprise, but also um, they were entrepreneurs in the context of society and how we create. Um, uh, a country and how we, how we um, build a life here. And so anyway, um, I, I love capitalism. And so <laughs> I was, I was investigating real estate and how, do, how do we include more people um, in the prosperity that, that, that comes from real estate development in our, in our cities. And I started RoVe to help give people access. So you can download the RoVe app, invest a dollar in a minute, um, and ultimately, long story short, last year, we got um, qualified by the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission. We launched the app. Things were going well. Uh, we had a project called Toker where we demonstrated how you can finance real estate on the blockchain. We, we run an award from Solana um, as part of their global Riptide Hackathon. We had previously raised $10 million uh, in venture capital from Drive Capital, a multi Billion-dollar platform, BC, founded by two partners out of Sequoia. So things seemed really well, right? And and I was really confident that we were going to close our round. And when interest rates went up, it became really difficult for um, founders to raise capital. And then if you had anything related to crypto, like we did, um, when... when um, when you saw the blowups happening in the market there, right, it became impossible in Q4. And so we had to make a tough decision. We had to sell the business um, and ultimately it was good. Our investors got a great outcome. And um, so uh, not many founders can say they were able to sell out a profit. And then I moved on. I took a a break over nine months um, and we could talk about that. And then now I'm back in the market. And so happy to have a conversation around that. Wow.
0: You know, for those who haven't listened or watched our first uh, discussion, I definitely recommend checking it out on YouTube or any pl- uh, podcast platforms as well. Uh, Cooper really kind of dives in into his, uh, you know, backstory and how he started and his mentors and all of that. So that was very, very fascinating too. To listen to so i definitely recommend that uh cooper could you please guide me through your kind of thinking what was going through your head when you know the the downturn happened and you saw all this news and you as you see that as you as you said venture capitalists were not uh, looking favorably at crypto startups how was it for you like just mentally emotionally like what was going through your head especially going through this whole process it's fucking
1: terrible man so like uh a lot of founders It looks cool on the outside looking in, but your identity is really tied up in the business, unfortunately, and that's not good, you know, especially first-time founders. um, You really find it difficult to separate who you are from the business, and um, you're really trying to not let people down. You don't want to let your co-founders down. You don't want to let some of them are having kids, and you don't want to let them down and, and their families And you don't wanna let your employees down. Uh, You don't wanna let investors down who believed in you and backed you. Um, These are human relationships. And so you want to win for them. You don't wanna let your customers down, especially when they're now, after four years or five years in it, you launch a product that people love and you, you want to succeed for them. Anybody who's crazy enough to take these leaps, to make less money, to work more hours, um, most people really believe in what they're doing, right? Like some future IPO outcome isn't enough to get you out of bed in the hard times, year after year, day after day, actually believing in what you're doing. The mission is not bullshit. When you hear founders talking about why they're doing it, when you hear people like Elon Musk, he tells the same story over and over about why he started SpaceX, why he started Tesla, right? This shit, that's real. And what gets you out of bed is that vision, and sometimes what keeps you on the floor when you're sad is also that, that that fear of letting people down, that fear of not living up to the vision, and in that process, sometimes you can just lose track of who you are, you, you gain weight, you um, don't work out, you don't eat right, you don't invest in your friendships and relationships and that's why a lot of founders you see they go through divorces, they go through breakups. I went through a breakup last year after seven years, the same month that I had to lay everybody off and navigate these waters. And um in those moments, you don't know how you're gonna figure it
0: out. Talk to me about that moment when everything was finally finished, right? You you put down the final signature, everything is finalized, and and you know, you guys exited. And as you said, you know, some of that was successful as well. So uh but it was kind of like a conclusion for you in terms of Rove um what was going through your head in terms of like okay what do I what do I do now you, you've mentioned you took a sabbatical like how did yeah. that come up to you like what's well, what was your thinking well yeah I
1: when I was a VC I actually saw one of my best friends who was trying to go through something similar and I said you know did you believe the story you told a month ago? Like that's probably where the answer is. The answer is yes. And so keep going. LLCs are an illusion, right? Um, and that was in my mind, but I think the the story really became came before that because there was a there was a time where we didn't know what was going to happen if if we were going to find a home, right? Ultimately sold to Rialpha, but that part was hard. And so this is the this is the most important piece of the interview, probably. I, you know, so much of our lives are upside down. We're focused on our career first, you know, financial things. And then second, maybe you squeezing in a workout, physical things, right? Third, maybe you're working on mental and emotional things. Uh, maybe you're going to therapy, maybe, or, or sometimes you'll read a book or connect with family, things that make you feel emotionally better. And very last thing is spiritual, you know, and um, that. I knew that if I didn't put my life right side up and think about things in that way, nothing was going to work out. I would just die. And so I said, when when I didn't know what was going to happen, when you're going through a breakup, when you don't know how you're going to get paid next month after not paying yourself a lot um, for years as a founder because you, you're betting on stock, when your grandma dies and you go through a breakup at the same time, you just say, F it. I'm just going to focus on spiritual things first. I'm going to meditate every day. I can control that. I can connect, connect to the divine. I'm going to then work on uh, mental things. I'm going to think about life and, you know, trauma and just emotional things that you've gone through and baggage that you have, and the inertia of decisions. So much of us just, we don't decide where where we grew up. We don't decide our religious beliefs and philosophies or, Even our fashion and family and friends often are just inertia, right? Just when do you stop and just say, I'm choosing these beliefs, right? So working on that and then physical goals, like, you know, I lost 72 pounds. So then, you know, so I just organized my day, like meditate, think, you know, journal, mental, physical, go for a run, even if it's a little bit, uh, you know, I came to, to like running. Uh, and then financial things. And so I actually set goals out and then in that order addressed them and then found a great home for Rove and actually made investors money and then um, moved on to the next next phases of my career. Now with Ground Floor, i uh, really excited about what they're doing, having to talk about that next. But I think the the most important thing is that order. It's like spiritual, mental, physical, financial and setting yourself free.
0: You know, I think I think you're completely right. And uh, I'm so sorry about your grandma. I uh, I lost my grandma recently as well. So I understand how hard it is. Uh, and my uh, condolences. thank you. And, uh, you know, just just having that pause and having a little bit of self care, you know, just dedicating more time to yourself, to your uh, to your mental well-being, to your physical well-being. It's 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 definitely. Uh, it's definitely an investment. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of you know something where you need to be disciplined. But I feel like it definitely pays out, pays off in in the long run as well, just for the healthcare purposes. And so, you know, I, I'm happy to hear that you know you kind of, kind of transformed yourself through all those things. You know, through through these ups and downs, and through, you know, these techniques that you were using. Um, and I want to talk to you about, you know, what you're currently up to, but first a quick question about your nine month sabbatical in terms of your travels. Cause you mentioned you traveled the world and I just wanted to hear like, what are the, what is like the, I would say like the two things that you kind of got out of those, you know, trips that you've done, like something that you're like, okay, like, I'm glad I did it because this and that.
1: Yeah. I went to Brazil, um, and spent time in Rio for a week, then about a month in Florianopolis, which was absolutely dream and then I went to Paris initially for a month but ended up being there for three months um and I think it's really cool to be in another country where you don't know anybody where you don't speak the language and and you're just a person right and so navigating that kind of like how an immigrant might might feel is kind of interesting like um and What what was my main takeaway from that? It's just that no matter where I went in the world, people people were very much similar. We have so much more in common than um, different, right? Um, And I I I felt like I could um, I could be happy any like almost anywhere. I could be I could have been happy. And I thought, why why even go back? Why get into tech? I could just make less money and just have a decent life here enjoying you know brazil or something like so i i asked myself a lot of questions and i actually uh, decided to come back in the mix because i have a purpose and some things to do long term but it taught me that it's important to just be with yourself sometimes and i got a tattoo it's from project 369 and it's I wrote it in Egyptian numerals, but it's really to remind myself as a tone, mm-hmm. like as you come back into this work, not to lose yourself again, you know, and uh, to think about yourself just as a human being. That person, Cooper, who was in Brazil with nothing.
0: That's so interesting, and and I'm just curious, like like you you got back to the United States, and I, and I feel like you were rejuvenated. You you've 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 you know realized some things. How did and. What did you do after that? Like, you're currently very busy. And I'm just wondering, like, how did you, like, get into things that you're into right now? Like, what happened after you came back to the United States?
1: Well, okay. So now I'll get back and I'm, like, finishing out my physical goals, right? So I'm, like, running every day working out in the gym. I hit that goal. Then I was like, all right, now I got to figure out finances. I've enjoying living in New York and in Miami. And I can't aff- – that's not sustainable if I don't figure it out. Like, um, So I'm like, all right. I got to, I got to figure this out. Now I've hit finance, I've hit physical goals. So over the next 30 days, I'm just going to reach out to my network. Uh, and I I approached it how I've done fundraising in the past. I've never once not raised money uh, unless there was a black swan event, Right. <laughs> and even then, if I'm losing, I'm winning. And so if, there you go. If, and it comes from just endurance and you got to be willing to be told no a hundred times. So I basically did the same kind of process with BizDev. Hundred names on the list. Reach out to friends every day for four months. So it's like, so you're
0: reaching out to them. What do you tell them? Like, hey, yeah, like I'm reaching out because I'm looking for opportunities. Like, what was your like coffee Yeah, business?
1: yeah, yeah. Well, life is in your habits, right? This is a good book. Atomic Habits is one of them. So every day you wake up, meditate, wake up, work out. Even if your workout is small, just just do it. If it's a run, run, walk, run, walk. It's not crazy. And then. I would be at Equinox. I open up my laptop and I'd go through the list and I'd email people and I'd I'd say, you know, I'm looking to to hop back into the world and here's the my experience and here's my resume. Here's what I can do and let's hop on a call. And some people will call you back, some don't, and you just start sifting through opportunities um, and keeping in mind like, what are your priorities? What kind of experience do you want? Who? Do you, what type of people do you want to work with? Um, and what would make you happy, right? And and then also, what are your financial needs? So I think about it even in that order. Like, internally, what's your purpose, you know, spiritually, mentally, and, you know, who do you want to connect with for your peace of mind? Um, and then think about physical place, right? Like, that experience. And then financial. But all those things got aligned. So, but in that order. And so that's how I sifted through an approach that. I've, dozens and dozens and dozens of calls and meetings and interviews, many of that didn't work out. And then, um, and that was just 30 days. I was, it was on a 30 day sprint. And, um, I connected with a few people. So one opportunity, um, came from, um, Brian, he's the founder of ground floor. We connected previously when I was at rope and he's like, um, Got some really cool things going on. I like the team. I like the vision. And this is one of those companies that's not flashy. Like you don't hear their name in the news. But but the deeper I got into the weeds, the more excited I got. I mean, they're based in Atlanta, but they they're so their real estate fintech business. They're democratizing access to real estate, right? They've done a billion dollars in transactions over ten years. They've got three hundred million AUM. They're doing like 15 to 20 million a month with retail investors. They're lending to fix and flippers. So people who are buying single family homes, hundred to $300,000 at a time, they're their senior debt. So these are entrepreneurs on the borrower side. These are the small guys, you know, thinking about how do I go in and own real estate in my community and add value and then build wealth for myself. So, so they're, they're providing capital to entrepreneurs like, to get their first properties. This is cool. And then on the other side, they're giving access to the public to invest with, you know, sometimes little as a buck. So I'm like, okay, there's some alignment here. And I, I liked Brian's vision for the future. What's next? And he's like, man, I need a, a somebody who's a founder mindset, because we're doing some innovation things with ground floor labs. We're going to be experimenting with crypto. Um, today, we have partnerships. We're seeing okay, let's say what happens when we put new products, new financial products in front of our investor base First accredited, but it's it's coming for now. And we've done a few million there, but I need somebody to come in here with a vision and see where we can take that. And then how do we think about the future of our whole company? And um, I met his team and they're really good people to work with. I could tell I'd enjoy them and I love the mission. And I was like, all right, let's, let's, Let's make that leap it was pretty quick and so i hopped in there and um hired some people and uh, they already had a few people there and we've grown AUM and that division from 10 million to 17 in three months and growing we've got a really exciting 2024 ahead and that's just that's one of the the coolest things that yeah. i'm working on right now
0: and are, did you say that they want to get um get in with crypto as well or they already are you guys, I guess.
1: Not, not there yet, but I mean, we're, this is a lab. And so there's some R&D going on. (laughs)
0: Definitely, (laughs) definitely. Especially with, you know, what's happening right now is everything's so quick. So that's one part of the, of the, of the story. And then, you know, you have some additional projects that I would like to hear about because you, you've been doing some other things as well, I heard.
1: Yeah, some advisory work. So uh, in that process, when I was reaching out to friends, you know, one of them's Ray Leach, who's, um, who was heading jumpstart at the time out of Cleveland. And another was uh, Chris Trinetti, who was a friend. He actually did some work for us at Rowe. And they were like, hey, we need an entrepreneur, a former VC. Uh, we're about to announce this initiative. Um, and and we think you'd be awesome to help us think through some strategy and, and marketing. So um, ultimately brought me on as an advisor and um, EIR. So What is this? So IIE.BC, the Initiative for Inclusive Entrepreneurship, um, was announced by Kamala Harris, our vice president. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, IIE's goal is to ensure that diverse and emerging fund managers um, participate in the SSBCI, um, State Small Business Credit Initiative, uh, which is a $10 billion. I know. So this is—it's really a lot to unpack. But essentially, the federal government, um, out of the stimulus recently last year, announced ten billion dollars going to states, um, ten billion dollars to expand access to capital for entrepreneurs at a time where liquidity is dry up. Three billion of that is being invested into the growth vertical, so into um, venture capital firms, and the states get to decide how they're going to implement the program. So this is just some states are just starting to deploy capital right so three billion dollars going into states much of that um, or ten billion dollars going to states three billion in the venture right um to help um like small and disadvantaged um entrepreneurs throughout the country and some of the funders and philanthropic supporters and the government realized that if nothing is done um differently if we don't we, if we don't take a concerted effort, then what's going to happen is we won't have a lot of diversity on the other side. So IIE's goal across the whole initiative and then IIE.BC for the growth initiative is to just ensure that Black and Latino fund managers are aware of this funding that apply, that, nav- that they navigate the process. Um, and so basically, we, we granted funds to several partners like the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center, the National Venture Capital Association, um, Catalyze, um, Plexo GPX, uh, uh, Recast Capital. And so m- many, many partners working on this effort to make sure that diverse fund managers are aware that they apply for funding as it's coming out. And that we have a more diverse and inclusive ecosystem um, on the other side of this, and so that's that's just incredible um, work to just be a part of and 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 be able to advise and help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such an honor. I guess for me, it would be definitely like to be an advisor for something, some a noble project like that. For you, like, how did you feel? How are you feeling about this? Because it's not something that you're like cutthroat capitalist, right? You're kind of. It's more of like a giving back situation. It's more of like uh, lifting everyone else, right? And, and and like, do you see yourself like enjoying this, like? do you see yourself like going further and maybe getting into politics more of the things like it's not serious white house initiative yeah. like what the hell wow that's amazing
1: well i'm not ever gonna i don't want to be in politics like uh but like i would say um it's i don't view it as really giving back it's um it is it is the solution to capitalism Is problems is more capitalism i want more people to 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 get into this this world and people have asked me like what, what have been my challenges um, as somebody as a black gay man in VC? And I'm like, I raised $10 million on a deck in a dream. Not to say that um, there aren't you know, biases in this market and that the challenges don't exist. Um, heck, I've experienced more prejudice being from Columbus, Ohio, than than for anything. <laughs> when people are like, Where are you from? And I'm like, Columbus. At the time, and, and they'd be like, Oh, well, you can't really be doing something serious.
0: <laughs> you know, that was
1: that was like a thing. Like, I was like, okay, I need to like update my Twitter and say maybe I'm from <laughs> Miami and people might take me seriously. And they did wow. take me more seriously. Wow. That's, that's so insane. prejudice wow. exists,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: prejudice exists not you know everywhere, right? For many different reasons. Like if I was black and I went to Stanford probably going to have a better opportunity than somebody who's white in a trailer park in West Virginia. That's just the reality of it. So bias exists and it's a problem. And I do think that we need initiatives that just seek to to make people aware that that programs are available, that we want you in the room, right? Sometimes you got to just give people an invite, you know? And so what I like about this initiative is that it's not excluding people based on race, but basically it's just inviting people. Hey, we want, you're included. Here's the, here are the resources that are available. Please apply. You, we want you.
0: You know, and, and that's so true. And I realized that thing, you know, where not everyone is going to be taking the initiative and having the first step, right? Cause like, for example, like I, I used to be upset if my friends wouldn't text me unless I text them first. But then I realized that, uh, you know, some some of my friends, for example, they're just uh, you know, a little bit too shy to kind of show that initiative, you know, and just like, hey, let's let's throw this party or something like that. So, you know, it's it's not for everyone to to kind of like get that responsibility on them to do the first step. But if you are offering them, extending the invitation, as you said, then like it's it just works so well because. You know that other party will automatically like, kind of like, get excited about it and and get in. You know, one hundred percent. And I feel like that's with everything in, in life. Like there are different people, and for some people, you just want to extend, as you said, an invitation. Um, right. And like I'm
1: like when you meet the folks from Treasury, or you meet um, the some of the people, the state leaders who are implementing the program, like they don't have a background in venture, right? So they're they're lear- they're eager to learn. And, and they want this to work and they want to make a difference, right? So these are people just like you and I wake up every day and do their job. Some of them, this is like in addition to what their normal job was, and they're trying to figure it out. And so part of IE's work is is advising. Um, so what, what I find is that, you know, assume good intent most of the time from every party. And um, and I think part of our job is just to introduce people, make those connections. And, and I think especially in the black community because of the history of when things were even were you know worse back in the day with a lot of overt racism uh, people are uh don't want to reach out unless invited you know understandably because of the the history in the culture but um uh, times have changed and i think it's important that we make people aware of that
0: that's beautiful and uh that this is really I feel like this is a really really important uh work that you're doing for that initiative and uh i really really want to hear more in the future or at least read about it in the future as well as uh, you know i'm really excited about that um cooper i just want to come back to uh ground floor for a second and just kind of talk about your day-to-day right now uh you've been in a real estate democratizing real estate um uh startup before uh now you're at ground floor what are the most important lessons that you've learned from Rove you can apply to Ground Floor? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: this is a life lesson that life is in the habits. So your your habit is you know leading a tech development uh, organization is is really similar, like agile processes. You have sprint planning. You but it all starts with the people. The first thing is you got to have the right people um, and the right seats right working on the right things and then um create the right habits like sprint planning you know habits so uh, I'd, I'd say that um some of the the most important things related to is move fast and ship things um
0: they don't say break things anymore in front of
1: customers <laughs> yeah i think you can but i think i think it's I think it's the bigger insight is why we're things breaking, right? You know, so it's move fast and ship things. That's why things break, right? And so it's it's really like move fast and ship things. And the 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 richest feedback you can get is customer feedback from using a product. And so that's that's really important. Um, and I think that insight is is something that uh, I'm having fun with at, at ground floor and. I'm uh, really excited about 2024. We're gonna have some some cool things that we're gonna announce. Um, yeah,
0: 2024 is going to be an exciting year. I definitely feel that as well. Uh, Cooper, last question for you, and it's absolutely unrelated to anything. What are the like TV shows that you're watching right now or in in the recent past that you really enjoyed? If you like even watching TV shows at all.
1: Oh man, I've been watching TV shows the past few weeks i gotta think about that one man uh if you would ask me book that would be a little bit <laughs> um what tv show man that's that's tough well i don't, don't know uh own... yeah yeah go ahead uh man that's a tough one i don't even know what. how I'm about an all-time favorite days all-time favorite I love Rick and Morty man that's a good go-to nice that's a great series there's so much depth there
0: I definitely need to catch up on that I uh never watched it but everyone's talking like telling me to watch it so I definitely need to check it out gotta watch Rick and Morty I
1: love it oh yeah there I mean there was a new season out I did watch that recently yes
0: that's awesome uh cooper thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, I I definitely going to drop the links to all of the projects that you're, uh, working on right now. But if anything, how can people find you and reach out to you?
1: Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Is there any, like, like maybe like a LinkedIn or website or Instagram that you want to like just to drop, uh, kind of like a shout out to that. Yeah. Just,
1: just follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me Calvin Cooper and then, you know, check out ground floor, and. Um, If you're interested in uh, um, Venture Capital, so IIE.BC, appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. Cooper, thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Hopefully we will do part three very soon as well.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Have a good one.